The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, own Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, it's easy on days where everything is going well for you to say, oh yeah, diabetes isn't that bad. But it's more of a challenge to challenge your diabetes on days where it's testing you. I always look at those days as the more important days. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulon podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Insulone Podcast, as always. My pleasure to have you here and my pleasure to be speaking with Graham again. Graham, what's happening? What's up? I'm just after doing a, a Sunday clean of the apartment. I'm very happy. Do you know, when you just, when you're clean and you're surrounded by cleanliness and everything's neat and tidy and it kind of clean, clears the mind as well as the apartment. A hundred percent. It's one of those things I, I find as if you might be the same, but I find I'm more productive in a clean area compared 100%. to like a, a cluttery area. Because if I feel like, like there's clutter around me, I find it really difficult to like be focused to a certain extent. Let me show you a photo completely unrelated to anything diabetes. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of clutter and working in the area, I'm sure you will. You are aware and maybe you listening as well, especially if you're American, but especially, especially if you are Irish, that Joe Biden recently visited Ireland. He did a bit of a tour of Belfast, Drogheda, Dublin and Mayo. But on his way, he stopped off in the Irish president's house called Oris on Uchtaran and he <laughs> went into our president Michael D Higgins's office and he was sitting down and the caption was Michael D cleans his office for no man and let me show oh, you no, the I state haven't seen this. of his desk Michael D desk oh, um, bad. So the, I haven't seen the, this it's it's kind of it's a it's beautiful chaos if you understand what I mean because like it's Francis just Bacon's um Francis Bacon's painting studio. Do you ever see photos of that? No. I'll, send, I'll show you that after. One second, I went there. I'll send it to you here. But especially because our president isn't like a lot of presidents around the world. He isn't divisive. Everybody loves him. He can do no <laughs> wrong. Maybe that's because he has no power, really. But I've sent it to your WhatsApp, yeah. there own. If you want to check your phone, 
just oh, have a look at the uh, desk and the fact that Joe Biden is just there sitting beside him in this upright chair that doesn't even look that comfortable. Good Lord. <laughs> even though the I do like things... The president of the United States <laughs> is, is sitting there and you can't even give your desk a bit of a clean. You can't see the desktop. There are so many books and pages and folders and notepads and everything on his desk. You can't see the desk. He His notebook that he's currently writing on, you think there'd be space for that to write on the desk, is on top of a load of other books. And then he has these compartments on top of <laughs> other that notebooks to where he's filled in even more clutter. It is there's a, there's a certain beauty about it just because it's Michael <laughs> D. There's beauty in the chaos. Yeah, maybe Absolutely. it's my own my own um, naivety to a certain extent to think that somebody like a president, I would just automatically assume that they would be so organized in terms of how things how things are placed mm. and positioned. But it looks like a bomb hit it. Yeah, well, look, Michael it D. gets work done. Absolutely. Look, everyone loves him, so doing it wrong. Um, and I respect the fact that you know what, even if it's Joe Biden or if it's just the cleaner care. going in, it's like I don't care. I'm not cleaning my desk for no man. My desk is my desk. That would instantly just stress me out. Like yeah. I, I have to. My desk has to be nice and clean before I can work. I was gonna say this to you off air, Graham. But then I was like, why not just mention it in the podcast? Go for it. I was listening to the recent episode that we did, obviously. And I was think I I heard the intro, and I think I sound completely different in the intro. Like this is the Insulon Podcast. Welcome or welcome to the Insulon Podcast. Can't even remember what I say, but we obviously recorded that intro when we first started the podcast, which was like what near th- three years ago. So I was thinking we should re-record the intro. Because I feel I sound completely different now. But then I was like, let's just leave it forever. Because it's almost like an audio time capsule. Mm. (laughs) That's like at the start of every single episode that we do. So no matter how how much things may change or if something happens to the way that I speak, it'll be cool to um, have that time capsule intro. What do you reckon? I rem- I like that because I remember that day so vividly. It's insane. And I think we've referenced it a couple of times on the show where we went into my former radio station at the weekend where there's hardly anybody in there. We went into a recording studio. We recorded, s- oh, no, I think we did three episodes. We went with the intention of recording six, but we, we did three and we recorded that intro. And then we went for a Pablo Picante's for lunch. We had a sandwich and we were discussed the future of the podcast and where we thought it was going to go. And then we went back in and it was so hot in that studio because the aircon was broken. (laughs) I remember it so vividly. So the fact that you want to keep it, my heart sank a little bit thinking you wanted to change it because that would take away a little bit of the history of the podcast. So I I definitely think let's let's keep it. That's welcome to the Insulone Podcast. That's exactly the very, very, very beginning thing you hear for every podcast. Yeah. But I feel like I sound completely different to that now. Maybe it's just even based off like the fact that I've done hundreds of podcasts now. 
Um, and I speak slightly differently. But anyway, let's keep it. Long story short, let's I, keep it. I think you sound better than you think. And I remember telling you that day that you were a lot better than I was anticipating you being. Because I, I know firsthand how hard it is to speak into a microphone. And you can speak all day, but you put a microphone in front of you, you freak out. And you mm. did a lot better on the first few episodes than I was anticipating. So I think you sound a lot better than you're giving yourself credit for. But sure, that's another day. It's another day's right. argument. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are we, what are we talking about else today? you need to address. What yeah. we are talking about today is a, an incident that occurred personally about a week or so ago. And basically, as we all know, something that I speak about in the podcast a lot is regardless of how well you manage your type 1 diabetes, you are always going to have a high or low from time to time. That's just the reality of it. And as I always say, if somebody says to you, I don't go high or I don't go low ever, they're either a liar or they don't have type 1 diabetes. So... Basically, I was working for the morning and I was getting ready to go to the gym. It was a really nice day in New York. It was nice and hot. It was sunny. And I was, it was one of those days, I know you get these from time to time, Graham. I enjoy training. I, that's why I, I do it so consistently and I enjoy going to the gym. But there's some days where you're like really excited for it. And I don't know why that is. But I was, I was really, really excited to, to get this workout in. I was looking forward to it for most of the day. Had a busy morning and just had everything in order to have a really good workout. Like made sure I didn't have that much insulin on board. Had food earlier in the day to give me a bit of energy. Was hydrated more than ever. I actually took a pre-workout about 20 minutes before the workout itself. And where the apartment in New York is, it's about a kind of 10 minute walk from the gym that I go to. And I was nicely in range. I was about five millimoles per liter leaving the apartment. And I was like, perfect. This is, this is the number that I like to train at because if I'm training heavy legs, if anything, I will generally expect my blood sugar to go slightly higher rather than go lower. So I was like, right, if I have a heavy leg session here, I'll probably go up to say six or seven rather than going low. Can you quickly just explain why that is for you? I know we've covered it in other episodes, but just in case people are dipping in. Yeah. So particularly with something like high intensity or, or like heavy weight lifting, it essentially can be quite stressful on your body and it can naturally release essentially stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which prompts your body to naturally release glucose into your system, which causes your blood sugar to spike. So that's why generally, and I say generally because I can't say for everybody, but a lot of the time people will see with high intensity training or heavy lifting, bloods go up. And then more often than not with extended low intensity training or extended running or jogging, for example, your blood sugar may be more inclined to go lower as opposed to higher. So I was leaving the apartment. I was like, ready to go. This is perfect. Really excited for this workout. And basically I got to the gym and I was like, oh, I feel as if I kind of gone slightly lower. 
I got to the gym, went into the changing room just to take a seat. Sensor says I'm going low. And I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel low now. So I sat down, checked my, my blood sugar with a finger prick, and it was low but wasn't too low. And usually what happens to me, if I ever have a time where I go low before or during a gym session, personally what I do is I just treat the hypo, wait, and then when my blood sugar comes back up, I go through the session. But this hypo, even though I didn't go particularly low, it was one of those hypos where you literally feel as if you're melting. That's the way I describe it. And I've touched on it before where there's like, for me, I feel as if there's different types of hypos where some, you just kind of feel slightly lower, take a couple of glucose tablets, you come back up. It feels as if almost nothing happened. Then there's other hypos where you don't even necessarily need to go particularly low, but it's just like, like your, your whole body is just melting. And I was thinking, oh, the thoughts now of doing a heavy leg session with this feeling is draining enough. So I basically waited in the changing room for about 30 minutes huh, for my blood sugar. 30 minutes? Back. Yeah, because I was like, I have to do, I have to do this session. Because I had a time, I had it blocked off time-wise in my day as well. So I had because I had to do other work afterwards. So for the 30 minutes, what were you doing? Were you taking glucose tablets? No, I was just sitting there <laughs> waiting, that for, would... w- waiting for my feeling to come back up because my bloods were physically back in range or were, right. were coming back in range. They weren't up just yet. But I just, I just still had that kind of melted feeling, right? And after about 30 minutes, I still didn't feel any different. So I was like, oh, I have to, I have to go back to the apartment. I actually remember writing in my notes. So anytime something like this happens to me personally, right? Where like something diabetes related comes up in my life, I always take notes of it so that I can either talk about it on the podcast or I can talk about it with the members inside the type 1% program privately. And something that I put in my notes for this low blood sugar was I just wrote down squeezing toothpaste. And I wrote that because the feeling that I had of the energy loss was like, you know, when you're trying to get the most out of a, mm. t- a tube of toothpaste, a, a, tube, a tube of toothpaste. A tube of toothpaste. A tube of toothpaste. You know, when you're trying to get the last bits out and you're like squeezing everything out of it, like you, you're putting yeah. your fingers together, really trying to get it all out, essentially. That's how it felt with my energy. It was like this low blood sugar had physically just squeezed every bit of energy out of my body. And that's where that kind of melting comes from. That's that that melting feeling that I felt. And I (laughs) I remember as well, what made it even worse, and we talk about like irritability when your blood sugar is high, right? You're like more snappy when you're high, you've less patience when your blood sugar is high. And I feel that sometimes when I'm low and in this moment, the kind of 30 minutes where I was just, I just really wanted my blood sugar to come back up because I was in the gym and I just wanted to get it done. My earphones, I have those what are AirPods that you obviously put into your ears and only one of them would connect. <laughs> 
and it doesn't. So, so basically, music was only playing in one ear. Now it sounds it sounds like such a minuscule thing to to even be frustrated by. But in the moment, I was sitting in the changing room. I had this melted feeling with my low blood sugar. All I wanted was my blood sugar to come back up. And I was just like desperately trying to connect both of these earphones. Like desperately trying to connect them. But they just wouldn't connect. And, ev- and so I take them out. I, you do like a disconnection from your phone. You forget the device from your phone. You reconnect. You do all these different things. I was doing all these different things. And it sounds so stupid even talking about it now. But I just couldn't get both earphones to work. And the music would only play in one side. And it was the most infuriating thing I wish, I've dealt with in months. I wish I could have seen you. And like, I, I, actually, I actually just wanted to tear the entire change room apart. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was killing me, killing me, killing me, killing me. Anyway, they wouldn't connect. So I was like, I have to just go back to the apartment because my, I still feel horrendous. The, the, toothpaste has been squeezed out of my body my earphones won't work i'm going back to the apartment so basically went back question quick question yeah so uh, (laughs) something that popped into my head there while i was thinking was where did you feel that bad okay how am i going to phrase this so you were going low and you were rising you were coming back to a normal level and you were sitting there waiting it out and you felt horrendous. Was there a little bit of you that was tempted to just push through and go to the gym considering you were doing a leg session and that would have raised your blood sugar levels anyway? Was there a way where you were like, I'm just going to go out, I'm going to push through, try my best to push through even though I feel horrendous and eventually I'll feel better because of the release of hormones due to a heavy weight session or was it that bad that you couldn't even face training. Part of me was thinking, I have to get this done now. Definitely. Like I was, I was considering pretty much everything that you've said, but the feeling of the low that I had just, it couldn't be done. It was as if, it was as if somebody was like physically holding me down to the place that I was sitting. Like there was zero energy. So, I waited another bit until I had the energy to just walk back to the apartment. And then when I got back to the apartment, I was really, really frustrated, as I'm sure you can probably imagine. And just like plopped myself onto the couch. And it was still just like that kind of melted feeling. And that's that's the best way I describe it. It's literally as if you're just kind of candle wax, just melting to the place that you're, you are. But I, I, I put up, I think I put up, or, or th- I think I did put up an Instagram story basically highlighting the exact moment that I was in to kind of try and describe it while I was in it. And I highlighted a couple of things that I've said on the podcast here, like regardless of how well you manage, you're still going to have lows, yada, yada, yada. My blood sugar eventually started to come back up, obviously, and I started to feel reborn after this hypo. <laughs> and that's when I was like, I have to go back to the gym. Oh, 
And for me personally, it wasn't an option not to go back to the gym because how do, and how do I phrase this? I always preach of don't let diabetes stop you doing what you're doing. Do what you need to do. It's just part of your life. It's not your life. Diabetes like absolutely 100% prevented me from doing the workout at that time. But because my blood sugar have come back up now and I feel normal again, I was like, I'm, I'm 100% going back to the gym. And I remember thinking like during that moment, I was like, I'm definitely going to talk about this on the podcast because with those sorts of moments that you have with your diabetes where like there will be times where it it does directly impact whether or not you can do something or not like like me going to the gym right now but you have to have like a, that bit of grit in you to to kind of get back on the horse as they say as quickly as possible otherwise you're just gonna you're gonna dwell in the fact that I couldn't get my workout done because of my diabetes or I couldn't do X because of my diabetes. And it's so important to have, and we talk about this a lot in my program too. It's so important to have that ability just to like acknowledge something that happened, get back to the place that you are and just get back to something ASAP as opposed to me sitting in the apartment thinking, Oh geez, I shouldn't like, I, I couldn't do that workout because of my diabetes. Things are terrible. What was and the period of time that you were sitting on the couch till you left? Um, <clears throat> I'd say 30 minutes. So I'd say, I'd say 60 minutes total from kind of arriving at the gym, sitting in the changing room for like 30, for like 30 minutes with my earphones, going back <laughs> and then being on the couch until I kind of felt, felt normal again. It's, a, it's almost like a, a rebirth, like a renaissance of energy that, that you, you come back to. Um, but it's important that you think about it that way because, look, like I say all the time, my li- most of my life is centered around diabetes. So, out, like, you would imagine if somebody isn't going to have days like this, it would be somebody like me who is so invested in diabetes. But I mm. have days like that. Not, not frequently, but of course they happen from time to time. So it's important that you have that sense of like, yeah, this happened. That's the reality of diabetes from, from time to time. But I need to just kind of realign and get back on track ASAP because that just helps you feel back, feel the way that you want to be again. And I remember going back to the gym and I was, I was, like, I was so angry. But not angry at like the world or angry at like angry because I have diabetes. It was angry because I was really looking forward to that that gym workout. And it sounds funny when I when I talk about it out loud. But when I went back into the gym, it was almost like I had more of a chip on my shoulder because I had to like get back at this workout because of my diabetes making me so annoyed. Mm. the hour previous is this even making sense it makes perfect sense in my head when i'm kind of going when i'm going through these things yeah. but i went in 
did the workout and it was one of the best workouts I've ever done. Because it's kind of an FU to your diabetes. 100%. It's like you tried to stop me earlier on. I waited it out. I went home and now I'm back. I'm not going to let you dictate how my day goes. Especially when I'm looking forward to something so much. And that could even translate to a night out, a holiday, anything. It doesn't have to be just exercise. It's like when the diabetes gets in your way and makes you feel shit. And you're like you're melting to the couch and you're ready to go on a night out, wait it out. And then the night will be even better once you kind of figure out how to get over this low. But like what we say in here, it diabetes is absolutely relentless in the sense of like it's just constantly there. And it's going to throw things at you like that from time to time. But if you're just as, if not more relentless in terms of how you manage it or how you treat it, then you're already at an advantage. So yeah, it was like an FU in the workout to my diabetes and it ended up being really, really good workout. But um, yeah, I wanted to just highlight that story because, or that anecdote, because it's moments like that where your mental approach towards your diabetes is really tested because it's easy on days where everything is going well for you to say, oh yeah, geez, diabetes isn't that bad. You know, it's like I eat this type of food take my insulin at this time, train at this time, X, Y, Z. Like we all have those days where it's like, this actually isn't that bad. It's all right. And it's easy to have a positive outlook on it on those days. But it's more of a challenge to challenge your diabetes on days where it's testing you. But I always look at those days as the more important days, because that then gives you more confidence with the long-term aspect of your diabetes. Because you can say, well, this has been a terrible day or a terrible moment in my day. This is how I dealt with it. If and when this comes up ever again, I know I can deal with it again, or I can deal with it in a different way or even a better way than I did based off today's experience. I feel like I have a certain responsibility here. I know I'm not diabetic, but I have to kind of represent the diabetic listener and ask them the questions that they might be thinking. And I feel like the question they are thinking is, did you ever get the second AirPod connected? <laughs> uh, no. Ah, I no. I have since. I have since. But I went back to the gym and just didn't listen to any music at all. Oh, I hate those sessions. <laughs> it feels but, like you're naked. That's when you know you, you mean real business. <laughs> so, so, All the gym um, playlist <laughs> served yeah, me up. <laughs> so no, it didn't get it connected. And I think when I came back to the apartment, because I had spent so much mental energy trying to connect the second earphone, I just like put it to the side and said, I'm done with this for the moment. <laughs> um, so I, just, I couldn't deal with it. So no, it didn't connect. It just went back. And it was a... Uh, a headphone music free workout, which actually was amazing. Nice. Oh, I enjoyed that. I enjoy hearing those day to day musings of a diabetic. And as you said, unlike 99% of the people who listen to this, your life is centered around diabetes, your job, your, your, your coaching program, your podcast. And you shouldn't be having these days in a perfect diabetic world but it happens Mm. so don't be too hard on yourself it happens to you listening thank you sir thank you graham thank you listener as always look after your blood sugars have a good day have a good week chat to you soon take it easy
We love you.